We actually recently did a series called What is Good Weed? Because I feel like that's another question. People are like, oh, is that good weed? I'm like, what does that actually mean? For me, what it means is matching the cannabis to the experience that you want. And so I've broken it down even more. And it's like relaxing weed, balancing weed, energizing weed. And depending on what you want, I offered two different strains. So the two I want to highlight, I think, today are a strain called ACDC. It falls under the relaxing strains. It's going to feel, from an intoxication standpoint, like maybe like a glass of champagne. Welcome to Salad with a Side of Fries. I'm your host, Jen Trepic, talking wellness and weight loss for real life. We're here to clear up the myths, misinformation, bad science, and marketing to teach you how to eat and how to cheat. Are you ready? I'm having salad with a side of fries. Hey friend, welcome back to another episode of Salad with a Side of Fries. I'm your host, Jen Trepic, of course, here with you every week. And this week is a special one because it is our last episode of 2022. I mean, we did it, (laughs) right? So not only that, but I'm super excited for today's conversation because I think we're going to close the year with a fun one. And one that I also hope will be eye-opening and shedding some light on substances that I think can be confusing or potentially misrepresented. So let me introduce you to our featured guest. As the host of How to Do the Pot, you'll find her behind the mic sharing stories about diverse modern women and their varied experiences with cannabis, recommending the essential strains for women, and sharing the latest research on the mental and physical benefits of the cannabis plant. What makes this former investment professional and health advocate jump out of bed every morning is her overarching mission to empower women to make more informed choices about their health and well-being, right? You get why we get along. So (laughs) her vision of creating the best podcast for women offers a safe and welcoming space to learn more about cannabis. Having released over 100 episodes on everything from sleep to sex, as well as popular newsletter that reaches tens of thousands of loyal readers, it's clear that her work is striking a chord with many women curious about cannabis. So without further ado, I give you Ellen Scanlon. Hi there. So great to be here. (laughs) So great to have you. I mean, we are literally wrapping up the year. Maybe I'm putting you on the spot, but how would you describe your 2022? Oh, it was pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very excited for 2023. Yeah, 2022 was a tough one for me. A lot of challenges, but I feel like I'm ending the year strong and really looking forward to 2023. But yeah, 2022 was kind of a rough one. It was weird. (laughs) I feel like it was a lot of ups and downs. (laughs) So I want to start with your story beyond just 2022. (laughs) But just to minimize interruptions, let's tell our members what they're getting this week. So members, your recipe is for roasted soy citrus Chilean sea bass. I mean, if you need a recipe for New Year's Eve or any celebration, or maybe you just want to change it up, this is a hands-down winner. You're going to need a grocery run, but it's definitely worth it. And whether it's for budget or variety or flavor, just preference, you can use the same recipe with salmon or with halibut or something else that doesn't have to be Chilean sea bass. So I can't wait for you to try this one. I'm also sending you an article from BBC Good Food called Dry January, 
what are the benefits and drawbacks? So it is from last year, but a worthwhile read. And this is also end of December, your final reminder that the last quarter of the month, your quarterly live Q&A is just a one-on-one, you and me, the two of us, 30 minutes. Whatever you want to talk about, I am yours. So this is your last chance to schedule that. There are times available in January, but you have to book by December 31. So if the recipe sounds good to you, if the article is intriguing, or you want to chat live, just you and me, make sure you're a member. So here's what you do. Go to glow.fm slash salad with a side of fries. For $10 a month, you'll get weekly recipes, a monthly article or tool, extra discounts from me and our partners, plus access to live Q&A sessions. It's a total deal. When you take advantage of the full offerings, you are saving far more than that $10 cost. Seriously, a no-brainer way to show yourself that your health is a priority. Plus, being a member supports this podcast and this community, so we can continue to do this for you every single week. New episodes, new experts just for you. So remember, all you have to do is head over to glow.fm slash salad with a side of fries, or click the link in the show notes because that's easier. Once you're there, you click support now, enter your email and payment method, click subscribe, and you're all set. It's that easy. Three clicks, and you will get this week's recipe for the roasted soy citrus Chilean sea bass, the article, dry January, what are the benefits and drawbacks, and your last chance for this quarter's live session for the two of us. Okay, Ellen, walk us through your story because... I know you sort of fell into this. <laughs> I did. Healthcare challenges are what brought me to the plant. And I had a bad accident. I fell off of a bike and I broke 16 of my teeth along with many other injuries. I ended up having surgery on my shoulder and I broke several ribs and I really had a, a rough time. And The worst part of it ended up being the side effects that I got from the medications that I was trying to take to get better. And the reason that I say that is sort of the, like, it was years before I got into cannabis, but I think having a health challenge like that and realizing that I needed to take a lot more agency in my own health care that accident really opened me up to that. Prior to that, you know, I was the person that went to the doctor. I did whatever the doctor said. I you know, had a sort of very uh, yes, yes, sir type of approach to things. And I, it just wasn't working. And so I had to find a new way. And, and I recovered from that accident. But after really discovering what holistic medicine means and thinking about my body as a whole and understanding that specialists were great, but I am the person that all of these special things are happening to. And there had to be something that was connecting all of those dots. And then a few years after that, I tried to have a baby and was trying and trying to have a baby. And I had what is known as unexplained infertility. But what I learned is that I have endometriosis and 50 to 60% of unexplained infertility is due to endometriosis. And so that was kind of a crazy thing to learn in my late 30s. And then also to learn that cannabis is an incredible treatment for endometriosis. And endometriosis, if you don't know, is a very painful disease that affects one in 10 women. And almost no one knows what it is. You know, when you go to the gynecologist, there's no pamphlet that says, like, do you have these 10 symptoms? If so, you should figure out whether you maybe have endometriosis. It's just incredibly understudied and 
So I try to talk about it whenever I can. But the most common symptoms are very painful cramps that actually feel like labor. And for me, I ended up having a, a son and I was in labor with him for 13 hours. And the first 10 hours of it were not dissimilar to you know, a, a rough month for me. And so it's very, very painful. And cannabis is an incredible treatment. I use CBD suppositories, CBD tinctures. If I really need fast relief, a CBD vape pen. And I don't even need THC, which is the intoxicating part of the cannabis plant. CBD is showing incredible promise for women who deal with endometriosis. So long way of saying healthcare issues are what kind of drive my passion, but I also love cannabis. I, it's super fun. I love all parts of the cannabis plant, and that's why our show is focused on kind of three buckets. We talk about health, we talk about well-being, and we talk about fun because all of them are available with the cannabis plant. And it's because it has so many ways that it can support your body. I do think that, you know, we're at 167 episodes now. There's a lot to learn about it because it is not as simple as taking a pill. It's not as simple as opening up a bottle of wine to, to get the effects that are what you want to achieve. Yeah, I love this. And, you know, you started to get into some of the benefits and who could benefit and how, like the many different ways that we can use it. But I think, you know, taking a step back because I want to make sure that everyone is hearing everything you're sharing, right? I think there are so many people who have maybe an antiquated impression of cannabis. So let's start with a little bit of, you know, maybe some of the myths or, you know, understanding sort of like CBD versus THC. It's different than, you know, buying pot off the street. Absolutely. You know, we I created a whole series that is called Weed Words, and it's words that you think you should know, but maybe you don't actually know. And, you know, we cover things like paranoia, the munchies, CBD, and the word marijuana, which a lot of your listeners are probably more familiar with than cannabis. And one of the reasons that I don't say marijuana, it's not a word that I love to say, is because it really has racist roots. And a lot of the stigma, a lot of the fear around cannabis is it's an incredible story, but it truly is propaganda. The war on drugs was a failed policy. And, you know, in the U.S. now, we're working on righting some of these wrongs, but black and white people you know, consume cannabis at the same rates, and Black people are four times more likely to be arrested. And so there are some really, really uh, very distressing roots to, like, the way that we all, at, at, you know, in 2023 understand cannabis. So I think those are some of the myths that are the most challenging to overcome, that a lot of what you know about the plant isn't true. A lot of what you think you know about the plant as a drug Currently, cannabis is, is a class one a drug, which basically means that it's considered to be the same as heroin. It has high potential for abuse and no medical benefits. And yet there are FDA approved drugs that are helping people daily. There are patients all across the U.S. in 21 states right now. It is legal for adults to consume cannabis in 38 states. It is uh, available for medical use. And so these things just don't match up. And over the past few months, the Biden administration has made some really great strides. So in October, Biden came out and pardoned all of the federal convictions for cannabis possession. So if you were arrested for possessing cannabis, just having like a joint in your pocket, that has been absolutely expunged from, from your record. And that was only about 6,500 people. Where these numbers get really big is at the state level. And 
few weeks ago, the governor of Oregon pardoned 45,000 people. Earlier this week, Connecticut, the state of Connecticut, pardoned 44,000 people. So there are so many convictions on the books for something that is now legal in 21 states. And it's just something really you have to kind of wrap your head around. 100,000 people had their lives completely changed in the past few weeks. They can now get a student loan. They can now, you know, get a decent apartment. They can get a better job. All of these things that just possessing cannabis took away from them. So it's even giving me the chills to talk to you about this. It's just, it's so, it's a wonderful thing that we have come to this place, but to have gotten where we were and, and the damage that was done, I just think we all have an opportunity now to stop doing that damage, to see this as a plant and to move forward in a better way. Yeah, it's so interesting because, you know, thinking about that process of, you know, understanding cannabis, like it also tracks that a lot of people have this confusion around it, right? If that's the world that we're living in, then it tracks that we don't necessarily understand it for where we are now, right? So you mentioned a lot of the legalization, you know, what else as far as like we covered some of this in our episode, The CBD Scene. So for anybody who hasn't listened to that one, I highly recommend but thinking about it here, what are some of the things that everybody should look for to be able to understand what they're getting? And then we can, you know, shift into a lot of like what you started with as far as like, you know, how to really target. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I want the show to be as practical as possible and also to kind of give you some context for where we are yeah. within cannabis. And I think that the reason I'm such an advocate for legalization is because you get safe tested product. I mean, that is yes. like, in, and you can control your dose. And I think for most people that have had a bad experience with cannabis, it's been because they didn't know what they were taking. They probably took more than they wanted and they didn't enjoy how they felt. And so safe and tested product can be purchased in any legal dispensary in any legal state. So 38 states, you have an opportunity to purchase product that has come through a testing process that has been regulated at the state level. Right now in New York, cannabis is legal. And any place in 2022 that is selling you cannabis is not selling it legally. There is no distribution in New York that is allowed yet. They're working on it. They're hoping to have it by 2024. But, you know, you don't know what you're buying still. If you go to Massachusetts, if you come to California, you know, every product that is in a licensed dispensary has been tested and you know what you're getting. So it is such a massive difference for the consumer. So I think that's the biggest thing. If you are buying CBD, which is the non-intoxicating part of the cannabis plant, it's legal in all 50 states. I think that third-party testing is sort of like my baseline. Yes. Um, you know, and you can just go to the website of the company. And I, <laughs> I don't mean to underestimate this, but you don't really have to understand the science. You just need to know that this company cares enough to have it third-party tested. Honestly, that's sort of a baseline. And also this week, Biden signed into law the very first research bill. And so cannabis is now going to be able to be researched at the federal level, at universities with federal funding. This is an incredible step forward for the cannabis industry. And, you know, it just is opening up all of the doors that the industry wants, which is like truly a market that we can all understand and be super clear about what it is that you're getting. So CBD falls under this bill that Biden signed. And part of the issue with CBD has been it's not regulated by the FDA. And so companies, not only can they not make claims, but that also adds to the confusion because 
You know, if your friend tells you that CBD is, uh, you know, giving them the best sleep of their life, but you go to the site to buy the product and they're like, CBD is good for you. It's confusing. And that's sort of where they are with labeling. So there's just a lot that's I mean, it's why my show is called How to Do the Pot, because like you kind of have to, you know, you have to be willing to be curious and learn a little bit. But I would say in general, safe tested product, whatever that looks like for the product that you are buying. The other thing that I would say is that it is important to keep notes of how you feel. Like if you try an edible, if you try a strain, if you try a cannabis beverage and you either like or you don't like how it feels, make sure you're paying attention to that because that is really going to guide you towards your next experience. You know, if you're going to a dispensary, you can say, I tried this joint and I felt really sleepy and I was expecting to feel energized. So like that didn't that wasn't the match that I wanted. You know, I am probably not the most fun person to (laughs) get to I just have fun and get high with because I'm like, how are you feeling? Do you feel this in your head? You know, (laughs) like I have a million questions. You're doing a study. It's anecdotal evidence. (laughs) I love it. And going back to like the third party testing too, like a lot of packages will have like a QR code on the package also where you can, you know, look at some of the certification where the studies, right? The testing. Basically, it's a testing. And what you'll see if you look into it is they're testing for heavy metals. They're testing for molds. They're testing for, you know, cannabis is a plant. And so you want to make sure that the process from taking it to a plant into your gummy or your gel cap or your topical, whatever it might be, that you're just, you know, you understand what that process has looked like. And they haven't put in additives or anything that you wouldn't want to be putting on or in your body. Yeah. And then the other interesting thing, which we didn't really talk about, is I did a nutrition nugget on hemp, but I think it's so interesting too, even like the way hemp grows. Do you want to share with everybody like what it does with the soil and like? Oh, it's a regenerative crop. It's amazing. I mean, after Chernobyl, the toxic nuclear accident, hemp was planted everywhere because it truly like pulls all of the bad stuff out of the earth. And so the reason it's important to know that is You need to make sure that that first crop is that, you know, was pulling all of this stuff out of the earth is not the one that got into the product that you are putting on your body. You know, you really want to work with a reputable company that works with reputable farms that has, you know, whatever level of no one can have an organic. I don't believe that there are any brands that have officially organic because of the way federal legalization is, but they can do state organic. And really, depending on how you're putting this into your body, I think that that's the wonderful part of the hemp plant, but the part that, you know, the cheap stuff maybe is from a crop that you wouldn't necessarily want to be putting into your body if you can if you can make a choice. Yeah, for sure. So it brings up the point of like, you know, pricing implications, right? So it's not always, you know, more expensive doesn't always mean better, but there's, you know, a justification, I think, for some of these things. And then last thing before we move on is can you help everybody understand like, medical card in the states for medical marijuana versus, you know, recreational? Definitely. So recreational, I call it adult use because it means in those states, anyone over 21 can walk into a legal dispensary. You show your government issued ID and you can get in. And that's how it works. You will have to show your ID. They usually track you in and, you know, people get nervous about that. But 
It's fine. (laughs) So that is how you buy legal weed in 21 states right now. In the 38 states that have medical, uh, you need to have what's called a qualifying condition. And those qualifying conditions vary by state. So in some states, it's back pain. In some states, it's migraines. In some states, it is cancer treatment. So it, it really varies. States that have more restrictive laws around cannabis tend to have a smaller number of qualifying conditions and states that are more open have larger ones. So just check. There's usually like a if you Google your state and then some type of like cannabis bureau, you know, that is sort of how you'll get to the page on the website on your state's government page. And then that will tell you kind of what next steps to take. And there are some companies now that will like when I got my medical card, I live in California. California has had They were the first state to have legal medical cannabis in 1996. And then in 2016, California moved to adult use. But when I had a medical card, uh, I did it over video. And this was, you know, pre-2016. And you just go on, you talk to a doctor, and you say whatever's going on with you, sleep, stress, uh, different types of pain. And they usually say, great. And then you'll either get a PDF of the card. I, you know, I haven't done it in so long. I actually don't know <laughs> kind of where it is now, but it is, it's not challenging. And I think more and more as now we have 38 states, there is a robust industry that is popping up around helping people get their, their medical cannabis cards. Awesome. I think, right, long and the short of it, it can be complicated. It doesn't have to be, but it does require us to sort of, like you said, right, the weed words, right? We got to get a little bit of the language and the education so that we can choose and, you know, make some educated, informed choices. And so I want to ask you some of those questions after a quick message from our partner for this episode, Layered Jewelry. The modern woman is multifaceted, taking on many important roles in various aspects of her life. Inspired by her own multi-layered life as a busy mom, trendsetter, entrepreneur, and influencer, Amber Ridinger McLaughlin set out to create a line of luxury jewelry that lets women create their unique style and celebrate their own beautiful layers. Layered is luxurious and affordable, the perfect combination for the modern woman. Layered allows you to mix, match, stack, and layer pieces that make you feel empowered and beautiful. Each piece is handcrafted to be unique and exquisite just for you. So maybe you want to give yourself something to commemorate this year to mark your progress, uh, or maybe something that's going to symbolize everything that lies ahead for 2023. So I, ha- I love jewelry as an anchor, right? Anchor of accomplishments or progress and milestones. And I have to recommend layer jewelry for that. They have such a range of pieces that you'll find one that resonates for you, and it definitely won't break the bank. The Winnie stackable rings, it's like three stackable rings for $40. And maybe that's like, you know, past, present, future. Or one of their braided pieces maybe symbolizes like all the elements of your growth coming together. Who knows, right? You can browse the site, find a piece that strikes you and enjoy it. Plus, you get 10% off and free shipping for being a salad with a side of fries listener. So text the word layered, L A Y. E-R-E-D, to 844-947-4846. You'll receive the link and coupon code right to your phone. Again, simply text the word LAYERED, L-A-Y-E-R-E-D, to 844-947-4846. 
1-800-246-1646 to get this handcrafted, luxurious yet affordable jewelry at 10% off with free shipping. This is a toll-free number. Standard text and data rates may apply. Okay, Ellen, so you started off with your story of like endometriosis and, you know, the cannabis for pain and all those things. Even looking at a lot of the research, a lot of the research is on men, right? So where does that leave women to figure out like, what do we know? How do we choose? Well, generally, I mean, as my story about endometriosis shows, women's health issues are under researched in general. And so it's one of the reasons I'm incredibly excited about this bill that Biden just passed, because I think that we have truly entered a new paradigm in terms of testing. And we've come about it at the right time. You know, it wasn't until 20-ish years ago that men and women were even in the same studies because, you know, women, quote unquote, threw off the data with their hormones. So <laughs> I just can't. it's kind of ugh, overwhelming to think about. But there are some very specific things for women, like, you know, women's tolerance to cannabis changes by up to 30 percent, depending on where you are in your cycle. So the exact same weed, the edible, the joint, whatever it might be, will be 30 percent more potent as you're leading up to your period. Day one is actually when your tolerance is at its highest which interestingly works for me with endometriosis because I need to take stronger cannabis on day one through day four of my period. And that same cannabis, you know, like two weeks earlier would make me feel probably more high than I want to. So there are really, really important ways that women can dial in how they feel. I sort of have my toolkit is like, I know that I like a 20 to 1 ratio of THC to CBD and maybe a 3 to 1 or a 1 to 1, depending on where I am in my cycle. But in order to feel the same way, I have to change the dose slightly, which is very different than alcohol. It's very different than, you know, whatever prescription you might be taking. So more study into that is just will be so welcome and so fascinating to learn about. And I think that with men and women, one of the reasons why we have a focus on health on the podcast is because there are a lot of conditions that disproportionately affect women, autoimmune diseases, things like migraines. These really just affect women more. Lupus is like 80% plus women. And cannabis has been an incredible treatment for a lot of these conditions. And so, so welcoming of more studies right now. A lot of it is anecdotal. On my show, on the the episodes with health, we bring in a woman who has whatever condition we're talking about. And then we have medical experts who are, have mainstream training and then also understand cannabis. And more and more physicians are starting to understand that their patients really want to know how to consume cannabis with whatever they're taking. And, and is it an option? And, oh, I've heard it has fewer side effects. So, you know, like talk to me about it. So it's a slow process. But if you feel comfortable talking to your physician, I always sort of take it as like a courage challenge. Like I have to ask my doctors, like, what do you think about cannabis? And sometimes it feels a little bit awkward and definitely do what feels best to you. I live in California, which is a state that has, it's much more common to talk about it, but truly getting doctors to start paying attention to cannabis as a treatment is where we all are going to benefit. I love that. So talking to our doctor, asking those questions, and then what might we be experiencing to say cannabis might be a piece of this puzzle, right? You've mentioned sleep and pain, and I know you didn't, you know, on your shows talked about sex with cannabis. So like walk us through some of these things. The three most popular topics for me personally and for the show are stress, sleep, and sex. And I think that sleep is the way that 
a lot of new or people who haven't really had a relationship with cannabis are coming back. And what's so fascinating about sleep, and we did a four-part series on this, that I text it to a friend like several times a month, different friends, because someone will just ask me, you know, what do I need to do? And so I literally recorded this episode to be like, I don't have the time to call you back right now, but listen to this. And it is exactly all you need to know. The episodes are like 15 to 20 minutes, very short because it's a little bit complicated. I was (laughs) talking to someone about it, though. I mean, not that complicated. You need to know whether you have trouble falling asleep or staying asleep. And depending on which one it is, which I'm sure all of your listeners can sort of instantaneously say, if you have trouble falling asleep, you're going to need to use THC, which is the intoxicating part of the plant, which means that you need to live in a legal state or a medical state. And, you know, that is one direction. If you have trouble staying asleep, CBD will help you. And that is all you need. And that is legal in all 50 states. And I have trouble staying asleep. When I have sleep issues, it's that I wake up in the middle of the night. And so CBD helps to regulate your sleep-wake cycle and helps you to sleep all the way through the night. And so that is, you know, just those are the two things that you need to know about sleep. And I think that I just can't tell you how many people tell me that their lives have been so completely changed. And when, especially when you look at the options, you know, I've had women on my show who have dealt with horrible insomnia and their doctor would give them a prescription and say, take this for two weeks, you'll feel really great. And then you're going to need to stop taking it for two weeks because it's going to stop working or you're going to need to take more. And they're like, that's really your solution? I sleep well for two weeks out of the month and that's it? And I'm supposed to live with that? So it's, you know, the other options are not that good. And if you have been fighting those kinds of options, I really, really would encourage you to be open to cannabis. And the thing with CBD that you need to know is you need to take it for two weeks at minimum to feel the any effect. So if you have been one of the people that tried CBD and it didn't work for you, you probably didn't try it for long enough and you probably didn't try it enough. You might need more milligrams, which is how it is dosed and how it's sold than you think. So I think that that sleep is just an enormous, enormous topic. Sex is a fun one because every woman should have a weed lube in her bedside table, whether it has CBD in it or THC. The endocannabinoid system, which is a system that all of us have in our bodies, which I heard you talk about on the CBD episode in great detail. So if you have more questions, that was a a terrific explanation. But we all have them. And cannabis is it has sort of a lock and key system. And when you bring cannabis into your body, it it has a balancing effect. It brings your body into homeostasis. And the second highest number of cannabis receptors are in women's pelvic regions. So when you use a weed lube, which is just a serum that has cannabis in it, either CBD or THC, you're bringing more blood flow. You're bringing all of the good things that help you to increase sensation to that pelvic region. And so no brainer, you won't get high. If you have a partner that is drug tested, I cannot 100% guarantee that they will pass a drug test. So that is something to think about for sure. And I think in general, sex and cannabis, consent and talking to your partner is a really important piece of this. I would also say that my number one recommendation for sex and cannabis is try it with yourself first. Don't introduce cannabis with a new partner, even with a partner that you have been with. It's just it's going to be personal and understanding how you feel and how your body responds to cannabis, whether it's a weed lube, whether it is consuming an edible or smoking a joint, like 
you know, the internal experience that you're having and knowing what to expect before you bring a partner in, I think is is just a great way to make sure that everyone has fun. So out of curiosity, you know, asking for a friend with the weed lube, <laughs> what's the difference between CBD or THC in that application? So another understudied, but anecdotally, I would say that THC increases sensation more. So you know, if I have the choice, if there are two weed lubes sitting on the table and one has CBD and one has THC, I will take the, the one with THC in it. The CBD one is great, especially if you have any pain with sex. If you have endometriosis, any pain with sex, CBD is going to help so, so much. The THC is just going to add a little. It, it seems to accentuate the blood flow. And so that is what increases the sensitivity. Got it. And then so we had sleep, sex and then stress. I mean, Stress might be on the list of things that if we could figure out how to mitigate, <laughs> right? I mean, so talk to us a little bit about how we can use CBD or THC or both as a tool for stress. Well, I think that the first tip that I would give is one that I want to tell everyone, which is that if you get too high, if you feel more intoxicated than you want to, have a CBD oil tincture around and put the oil tincture under your tongue for 30 to 60 seconds. You will come down. It'll have a balancing effect. You'll feel more like yourself in about 15 to 30 minutes. So I always want to give that tip when I talk about stress because I think that cannabis can be very helpful for stress, but not if you're afraid that it's going to make you paranoid and feel terrible. And so know that you kind of have a get out of jail free card in that CBD oil tincture. Cannabis is a wonderful remedy for stress, and I think that it is best when there is CBD in it. And so it's looking for edibles that have an equal ratio, more CBD, the ratios I was talking about before, like a 20 to 1 ratio. You're not going to feel intoxicated. You will feel calmer. You know, I call a 3 to 1 ratio. There's an edible that I give a lot of friends and recommend a lot. I call it a warm hug. You know, you are just going to feel like somebody just like really wrapped you up in a great hug. And so when you have more CBD and when you have lower THC, you just are not going to feel the, you know, effects that might remind you of a time when you didn't like the way you felt. If you are trying a joint, take one hit, wait 15 minutes, see how you feel. Everything about cannabis is it kind of accumulates. And so the more you take, you know, like anything, the more you're going to feel. And if you aren't sure how it's going to affect you, start low with a low dose and start slow by just taking a little bit and waiting. Awesome. And this also, like I have dots connecting in my head because there are times where like I'm at a friend's place, I've taken something and I joke that I'm like, it just makes me narcoleptic, right? But it's really recognizing the balance of THC to CBD for me wasn't there. Yeah. And I mean, we have an episode called Cut Your Edible in Half. You know, not really feeling it is actually a wonderful step towards finding exactly what you want in, you know, out of your experience with cannabis. Yeah. Awesome. So you talk about 12 essential strains for your stash, right? Which is like the frame for experimenting, right? It ranges from high CBD to high THC, right? So I guess what are a couple in that 12 that we should highlight for everybody here? So I love the 12 essential strains, not because everyone needs all 12, because it's providing some guardrails so that you can find the two or three that are your favorites. And 
because cannabis is a plant, because it differs state by state, you may not be able to find everything in your local dispensary. This isn't like going to Sephora and like, oh, yeah, of course they have the brand that I like. And, oh, they have three others. Like, it, it really will vary. So that's why the number is so big. It's not that I'm, you know, pushing a giant stash on everyone. And we actually recently did a series called What is Good Weed? Because I feel like that's another question. People are like, oh, is that good weed? I'm like, what does that actually mean? For me, what it means is matching the cannabis to the experience that you want. And so I've broken it down even more. And it's like relaxing weed, balancing weed, energizing weed. And depending on what you want, I offered two different strains. So the two I want to highlight, I think, today are a strain called ACDC. It falls under the relaxing strains. It's going to feel, from an intoxication standpoint, like maybe like a glass of champagne. Like it's like a teeny little lift, but you're really not going to feel intoxicated. But what we, we will feel is the shoulder drop, the like heart race start to slow down, the just like, oh, I can handle things that are being thrown in my way without a lot of trouble, sort of an easeful strain. And so that is one that I... I highly recommend. I love it. It's a great strain. And it's, it's commonly found. Often, I've been seeing it in California. If you buy a pre-roll, it's been mixed with some other strains. So you'll get this, like, you know you're going to have part of the strain that's going to be the relaxing part. And then maybe they want to give you sort of a special effect that will make you giggly or make you sleepy or, you know, whatever you're looking for. So ACDC is a wonderful strain. And it falls in with like the THC, CBD. I know it's a bajillion <laughs> alphabet letters. <laughs> and as someone trying to teach my toddler how to read, like it's a lot of letters. But ACDC, <laughs> that's <laughs> we're with you. We're with you. Remember. We got it. <laughs> Another one that has letters in it. I'm just realizing this strain is called XJ13. And it actually has this sort of scientific uptight name. And I call it the giggly pot. Because it is, you know, what you want to bring to like a girl's night, a girl's weekend where you're going to be out in the woods somewhere and you just want to like be with your best friends and laugh and whatever sort of fun group activity where you want to feel like you're in your body and you can do the things you need to do. But it, everything just might be a little funnier. The Giggly Pot is XJ13. So that's always a really fun one. I love it. I can't wait. So you briefly mentioned this word before, and I let it go because I had to come back to it, right? I think this is like the question, especially everybody here at Salad with a Side of Fries, is like, they'd be like, how could you not ask this question? So let's talk munchies. <laughs> What's the story? Why does it happen? What do we need to know? So the long and short of it is cannabis makes food smell and taste better. And that's an awesome thing. If you have an expectation that, you know, there's this phrase called set and setting. It's like, if you think you're going to get hungry, <laughs> cannabis is going to make that food taste and smell better, especially if it's fatty food, you know, especially if it's sugary food, maybe spicy, like cinnamon sugar toast is going to be so delicious <laughs> after you've consumed <laughs> cannabis. But it is not something that has to happen. And I think that it is knowing that it's going to make food smell and taste better. I talked to a chef recently, and she said that she loves to just have some of her favorite things around that are easy to snack on. So I love popcorn, and I make popcorn in a popcorn popper, and I make it with coconut oil, and it smells amazing. And then I get this delicious, salty popcorn, and it's, it's a perfect sort of munchy snack. The chef I spoke to loves cold fruit. 
where you're getting a lot of, you're going to have more sensations and you're going to be more aware of those sensations. So have fun with it is what I say. My favorite munchie is frosted mini wheats. I'm not really a sugary, I don't really like sweets that much, but there's something about that blend that just like mm, tastes so delicious. So it will enhance food and so kind of be prepared for that. And it also does not have to happen. You know, make some tea, maybe a spicy tea. Spices, you'll really kind of feel and taste the spices and they'll smell really good. So if you don't want to eat and you love to, you know, consume weed, something like spicy tea or or these these smaller snackable things that you'll really enjoy and also you can feel good about and, and not feel like it's something that, you know, you were pushed further than you wanted to be. Will there be a difference in the munchies with more CBD and less THC or vice versa? The munchies are kind of in your head. (laughs) Um, I think that when you have more CBD, you will feel less intoxicated. And so you'll probably feel more, you know, in your senses like, oh, I remember that I heard this and, and the munchies are kind of, you know, if you have a lot of THC and you're really feeling high, you know, you might. I don't know if the word is forget, but like you just might not be paying attention to it. So, you know, as with anything, like if you, you know, if you're drinking a lot of alcohol and at four in the morning, what seems really good after you've had a bunch of alcohol probably wouldn't have felt as good at 10 p.m. So the more you take, you know, the more open you might be to things that are decisions maybe that, you know, you wouldn't make otherwise. But that's how the CBD THC would affect it. As far as we know, you know, this is all like these are amazing questions that I am dying to know the answers to, and I can kind of tell you what we know now and anecdotally and trying to talk to experts who are certainly knowledgeable, but there is so much more exciting science to come. Yeah. And then one more thing before we do our rapid fire, and I'm hoping you know more about this, but maybe not. There was some research or evidence, is it THCV with appetite suppression? Am I making this up? You know... These are called the minor cannabinoids and CBG, CV, THCV, all of them. I honestly, there is so little research on THC and CBD. And then it gets even smaller and more anecdotal and more self-reported the further you go into these other cannabinoids. So I don't feel comfortable. Yeah, who knows? Like, yeah, I just don't think we know yet. But there is definitely promise in all of these categories that I think we'll know more about in the years to come. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to have you back when we have more of that research. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So it's time for a rapid fire off topic questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. What's the best thing you've done for your health this week? What's the naughtiest thing you've done related to your health this week? The best thing I have done is take a walk when I could have stayed and done an hour's worth of work, but I really needed to take a walk. The naughtiest thing is. I really like to stay up late. I love to stay up late. I get good energy at night and I've got a small toddler who wakes up early and it, you know, doesn't usually pay off for me, but I love to stay up late. (laughs) I'm with you on that one. All right. If you weren't the host of Doing the Pot, what would you do? I love being an entrepreneur. I have an investment background. I worked in the investment industry for a long time, so I think I'd probably be an investor in other entrepreneurs, angel investor, really supporting other businesses, which I I get to do as an entrepreneur in this business, but I think I would be doing it more actively. Yeah. All right. Your favorite book on any topic other than your area of expertise, or you could give us a fiction book. That's fine too. The book that I just finished that I have sent 
probably seven or eight copies of Friends, too, is called When Women Lead by Julia Borston. She is an anchor on CNBC. She is a woman that I've met a few times. We share a very close mutual friend. And this book is absolutely amazing. It's one of the best business books that I've ever read. And it really highlights the fact that women get 2% of all venture capital funding. 98% of funding goes to men. Women run 46% of the small businesses in the U.S. And basically, that's a lot of money left on the table. And it just really explains uh, the stories of, gosh, probably 20 incredible women that have started amazing businesses. And it's so inspiring and it's so smart. And I absolutely recommend it to everyone, When Women Lead by Julia Borston. Amazing. I'm adding it to my list for, you know, the holidays. If you could cure one ailment, disease, or sickness, what would it be? Stress. I think that is the worst thing that we can all do for our bodies. I think it's really, you know, the more physicians that I talk to, the more people who understand brain science and body science, I just think that lowering stress, whether that is a daily meditation practice, you know, you can just have such a huge impact on your health. Totally. All right. If you were a superhero, what would be your superpower? Hmm. I think it would be cool to fly. I'd like to be able to fly. Although I like to walk, but yeah, I think I'd like to be able to fly. What's your biggest pet peeve? You know, I talk about weed all the time. (laughs) And when I talk to people and I can just tell that they're sort of, I don't know if it's itching for a fight or they just want to like tell me what I'm doing is dumb or, you know, this is a bad plant. And it's just, it's hard when I'm talking to people who feel very convinced about something that that I know they were misinformed on as a systematic um, thing, Mm -hmm. and then they kind of stick with it. So I love it when I talk to people who it is a okay to disagree with me, but just be open if you can. So I think the pet peeve is just like the when it's kind of like, oh, maybe we should just go talk to other people. Right. (laughs) I don't think we should keep talking. (laughs) It's good. You do you. (laughs) All right. Last one. In your opinion, what's the next frontier in wellness? I mean, maybe we know your thoughts on this, but. Yeah, I, I think that one of the things the pandemic brought, I hope, is an understanding that everyone is really just trying to get through the day in the best way that they can. And more openness to understanding that people do that in different ways and that what works for you may not work for someone else and vice versa. And opening up to plant-based medicine to help solve problems, I think, is something that as a culture we really are opening. I mean, when I started this business, there were 11 legal states and now they're 21. So really, these things are catching on. And it's not just because of the tax revenue. And it's not just because of the jobs, even though there are half a million cannabis jobs across the US, more three times more than there are dentists in the US, people work in cannabis. But I am hopeful that 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 frontier is here and and will continue to be here. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here. Just appreciate your energy, your expertise, all your insight. Tell everybody where to connect with you, to find all your resources, all the things. Thank you for having me. The podcast is called How to Do the Pot, and it's available wherever you listen. Our website is dothepot.com, and you can find us on socials at do the pot. Awesome. And we'll tag everything, link everything in the show notes and stuff. So thank you again. Thank you. Do you have a minute to hang out for our nutrition nugget? Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Okay. To end the year, 
I am encouraging you to ditch the dream board. So I feel like this time of year, everybody's reflecting on 2022, creating goals for 2023. And for a long time, it was all about the dream board. And I get that that was maybe a little while ago, a few years ago. But I mean, I remember cutting out the magazines, right? When we still had like a ton of print magazines, right? It was like cutting out the magazines. Years later, I tried to do it on Pinterest. I'm not a Pinterest expert, but like I tried to create a board that was like the dream board, the vision board. And they can all be great. But here's what I see, right? We have the picture of the house on the dream board and the picture has pillars in front with a double door, right? And then maybe it's time we're shopping for a home and we see a house that has two pillars and a single door instead of four with a double door and we're like, that's not it, right? We get so connected to the specifics of what's on that picture, what we've pinned to the board, that it's like, I describe it as stepping over $100 bills to pick up pennies. Like this stuff is showing up and we're not seeing it because we're stuck on the details. And I think what ends up happening is that sometimes the reality might not look like what we think it will. Maybe something is a stepping stone to get us to where we're going to go. And we don't necessarily know where something's going to lead, right? The other challenge that I see with dream boards is that I think they can really hold us back because what we pin to that board, the picture, is actually limited by what we can imagine, what we can find a picture of, what we can see. And what if the reality is something so much bigger and grander that like your current thinking can't even put that into words or a photo to put on the board? right? So it's almost like the pictures become the limiting factor. So what can we do instead, right? Instead, yes, make the list. Think about the things that we want, right? You can write them down. But then we want to think about how we'll feel when we have that thing or when we do that thing, okay? So as an example, somebody said to me recently that they want to pay off all their debt. Great. So my question was, how will that make you feel, right? Like, what's the feeling of paying off all your debt? And they said, it's like a weight lifted, like lighter, like free. So I was like, okay, great. Right, connect to that feeling. Maybe there's a picture that gives us that feeling. So, I mean, maybe it's like a bird flying through the sky or something, right? Like, what could signify that lightness and that freedom? And then that feeling becomes the barometer for the next year. So when something shows up, right? When that house shows up, but it's two pillars and a single door, <laughs> right? Does it give us that feeling that we were looking for when we put the picture on the board? Maybe it's not exactly what we thought it was going to look like, but it feels like that direction. Go with it. Say yes. Do that thing, right? Because even like going back to the debt example, right? Maybe something shows up, and it doesn't necessarily put money in your pocket today that's going to help you pay off that debt, but it brings that feeling of freedom and lightness. So we say yes. And then who knows? Maybe it leads to the opportunity that has a huge payoff and you get the money to pay off all the debt one fell swoop, right? Like who knows? I'm obviously making this up. But <laughs> the point being, you know, 
I think it it's a good example of how we can look at our goals and our mission and our vision for the next year and then use that as the barometer throughout the year to move in that direction rather than trying to find the thing that matches the picture, you know? And then the question I always get with this is like, oh, but isn't this all about manifesting, right? And like, I'm not going to become a bird and fly through the sky. Like, okay, no, you're not, (laughs) right? But it's interesting because I think manifesting is also another one where, I don't know, I feel like it's misunderstood or it's incomplete in the way people think about it, right? So when it comes to manifesting, when it comes to like the laws of the universe, right, it's really that our actions and our energy determine what we manifest, not so much that picture. So if we can use the picture to feel the feeling of lightness and freedom, and we operate in the world from that feeling, that's what we're going to get more of. Like laws of the universe, it's more of like cause and effect, giving and receiving. We're going to receive what we give. And so the more we can connect to those feelings and identify that when it shows up, the more we'll get to the things that we're looking for. So the last thing here is you think about the year ahead, right? Be sure you're also looking at all aspects of life, not just work or family, or friends, or your health. We really want to look at everything. Because, okay, the only analogy I can come up with for this is like, think about a group of hikers. Ellen, I'm putting you on the spot. In a group of hikers, who sets the pace? Oh, the person at the front. No. Definitely. Right? We think that. But it's actually but the it's slowest the hiker. The back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's right. the slowest hiker. Because if we're going to stay as a group, we can't go faster than the slowest person, right? It's so counterintuitive. So when we look at our own goals for the year, right, if there's an area of our life that we're neglecting, but we're trying to push so hard in a different area, what if our whole life is that pack of hikers and we can't move faster than the area of our life that we're neglecting? So maybe we're so focused on business or this year we were so focused on business that, you know, we didn't have as much of a social life, you know, just me. Okay. And so, <laughs> right? <laughs> so that like that area that we're neglecting is actually holding us back from progressing in all the other places and hitting all those other goals. So maybe think about what's the slow hiker in your life and consider all the pieces as we look into 2023. And maybe, just maybe, you'll be willing to ditch your dream board. <laughs> You sold me. Thank you for that. That was super helpful. <laughs> well, thank you. I love this one. I mean, last year we sort of, you know, New Year's Eve, like the end of the year, we did a nutrition nugget that was know your echo, right? Like what are we creating and that's coming back to us? And so I love connecting on these things at the end of the year. And next year, guys, we're going to do more. So, well, Ellen, thank you again for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. As always, everybody, I'm your host, Jen Trepic. Connect with me on Instagram or all social media. I am at Jen Trepic, J-E-N-N-T-R-E-P-E-C-K. Our website is asaladwithasideoffries.com. Wherever works for you, social or the website, send us a message. I want to hear your takeaways, your questions, your ideas. This is also the easiest way to learn more about working with me as your health coach. If you are not already a member, Join our membership program by going to glow.fm slash salad with a side of fries to support this podcast, 
this community, but most importantly, support your health. You'll get this week's recipe for the roasted soy citrus Chilean sea bass, the article from BBC Good Food called Dry January, What Are the Benefits and Drawbacks?, And finally, your last chance for this quarter, this year's live session, just you and me for 30 minutes. So with that, my friends, we did it. Another year of salad with a side of fries, a calendar year of salad with a side of fries in the books, closing out 2022, welcoming 2023. As I read this in a card somewhere and I say it every time, May your best day of 2022 be your worst day of 2023. So may this be your happiest and your healthiest year yet. Well, friends, that's it for today's episode of Salad with a Side of Fries. Congratulations for making yourself and your health a priority. Thanks so much for joining us. Be sure to click subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform. Share us with a friend and we'll be back next week. Always remember, you deserve it and you are worth it. Happy healthy.